Welcome to the Purposeful Planning Podcast, where you'll gain tangible, practical suggestions to help you transform and elevate your practice. Our content is for both seasoned professionals working with complex family systems and those just entering the field. These podcasts will also be valuable for family leaders who are dedicated to helping individual family members find their pathway to flourishing lives and strengthening the relational fabric of the family. Welcome and thank you for joining us. And now your host. Maggie is our special guest on the Purposeful Planning Podcast today. I'm very excited about what she's going to be sharing with us. Let me tell you just a little bit about Maggie's um, kind of professional background. She's a CFP and a CPA. She um, She's going to be sharing with us today um, a, a unique feature of her practice where she's utilizing a tool that was inspired by the Quances, um, Brad and Ted, and their money scripts. Um, and th- this tool is called the Quance Money Script Inventory, KMSI R. Um, and it's an assessment and it's run through a special, um, software platform that Sarah Fallon has created. Uh, Sarah's a PhD. She's going to be featured on our podcast very soon. I think you'll want to listen to this podcast and follow up listening to Sarah's podcast. So in a sense, what Maggie's going to be sharing with us is how does she use it and a little bit of the why. And then Sarah will be really lifting the hood up and helping you see not just this facet that Maggie's going to share, but all of the other tools that she's created and is creating, which are really marvelous additions, I think, to, to everyone's practice when they're working with families around wealth and financial planning, financial transitions. Um, Maggie, uh, her practice is centered in the great state of Illinois. She's in central Illinois, as I recall. And um, you've been doing this for over 20 years, very successfully. And I've found in my awareness of Maggie and, and watching her and hearing her, she is um, what we call within the PPI world a, a thought leader and a pioneer and that she really is not willing to just settle for the traditional ways in which she serves her clients, but she's looking for tools that will help her um, clients gain understanding, inform themselves around the money scripts that may be, in a sense, curtailing what they can do and with um, Maggie's help, opening up new possibilities. So, Maggie, with that, let me let me ask you why the KMSIR is an assessment that you wanted to use in your financial coaching practice. Yeah, so, John, great to be here, first of all. And you did fantastic pr- pronouncing my last name. So congratulations, though. It's well done. Um, I love the Quant's Money Script Inventory Assessment for my clients because there's a number of reasons. The first was I wanted an, an objective assessment that I could provide to my clients 
and they could take it on their own time with their own thoughts and it could come back as a conversation starter that I could then use with my clients in coaching them through their thoughts about money. And I hadn't really seen anything that had the science behind it that data points, Sarah's company data points has provided in the assessments that they have. And for me, when, when Dr. Brightfonts had paired up with Sarah's data points company to then provide the KMSI, I, I told Sarah, I felt like the heavens opened up and the hallelujah chorus was behind me saying, oh, because it is the tool itself. Like I said, it's an objective assessment. But it's providing those conversations to have more meaningful discussions about clients and their thoughts about money that they may not even know that they have. So, you know, you had introduced with talking about money scripts. Do you mind if I just do a a brief overview as to what money scripts are? No, I think that would be very helpful. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, Money scripts, so this is a, a term coined by um, Dr. Brad Klontz, who's a financial psychologist and a certified financial planner, and his father, Ted Klontz. And money scripts are beliefs about money that typically we learned in our childhood. And the reason why they use the word script is like in a play or in a movie, you have a script for a specific character. And that specific character, that actor may you know, they're going to be practicing that script and they're going to repeat it again and again and again. So as a child, you may be hearing from your loved ones their thoughts about money that they've been repeating again and again and again out loud. But the thing is, that's their script. It's for their specific character in life. It's not for that child. But the problem is, because it's been repeated to us, our brains are going to take that in. Those neural pathways are going to be created because we have that repetition. And then what we may see happening is that those money scripts of our loved ones are then carried from our childhood, possibly subconsciously, into our adulthood. So when I have then utilized the KMSI with my clients, Usually there is this awakening or an awareness or aha moments where they see about themselves. And if I'm working with a couple with their partners to say, oh, it's generating these conversations to say, oh, that's why, you know, this is the, this is why you felt this way about money because you actually have the, you've always believed it is, you know, hard to be poor and happy, you know, or something of that. And so. And then what makes it even more interesting is when working with couples, especially when you have the conflicting statements where, say, a client, um, you know, one partner strongly agreeing with the statement and then the other partner disagreeing, which I love that because, again, it provides this conversation where I can just ask, so why, why did you disagree with that statement? And then asking the other partner, you know, why did you strongly agree? And just by having that communication and their and that conversation, John, they're able to just have more of an understanding of each other and where they're coming from with their money beliefs. I, I think this is very, very powerful. And yet, um, and it is data-based and kind of rigorously researched by the Klontzes and, and uh, 
Now data points is really kind of assimilating and they're, they're building on that research model as well. But what I think is really fascinating, Maggie, is this isn't an endpoint. Data points in the KMSR, if I've got the I initials right, isn't an endpoint. It's really a starting point. And it leads you into, as I understand it, whether you're working with a single individual or a couple, it leads you um, to places that you might not otherwise get were it not for the results that you can see when they've completed the KMSRI, KMSIR. So do you want to talk just a little bit about how it starts you and where it takes you and, and how you kind of amplify and complement what you see from the assessment results? Yes. So it is, so like you said, it, it, it really does emphasize and, and amplify what their money beliefs are. And most of the time when I'm meeting with clients, they haven't even heard the term money scripts before. So already their awareness has been increased just by before they even become a client, because I introduce that concept when they, before they even meet with me when it's just during a prospect meeting. But then when when we utilize the KMSI R, then basically what they're doing is then saying, okay, these are thoughts that I've had about money and I hadn't maybe even thought about it that way before. Because of that, their, their awareness is even more heightened because now they've seen these actual statements, they've reviewed them. When I then review the results with them, I will go ahead and ask them, is there, you know, out of these money scripts, most of the time, a client will strongly agree with a few money scripts. Sometimes I've seen it where they may not agree. I've actually had it where a client didn't agree with any money, strongly agree with any money script. And I asked her about it afterwards. And she said she just kept waiting for a statement where she would strongly agree. And it never happened when she finished the assessment. And so I, that again, it provided a conversation point. So then I asked her, looking back now, if we go through some of these statements, is there something you would strongly agree with? And she did. And so using those strongly agreed statements, I'll then ask my clients, is there a script that you would like to change? Like this is no longer serving your current self. It's no longer serving, it's not going to be serving your future self. So is there a money script that you would like to go ahead and change? Usually clients say, yeah, that, that sounds good because I want to, you know, change these, these subconscious thoughts I've had. So what I do is I create a money script thought letter. So the concept of the thought letter I had first heard from Brooke Castillo, who's the CEO of the Life Coach School. And what she had said was, you know, instead of having this thought where, oh, now I'm going to completely change my thought, do a 180 degree turn and say, oh, I can go from maybe a negative thought to a positive thought. That's very difficult to do. That's why we have the term, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. But if you have incremental thoughts that go from that money script, which is no longer serving you, to getting you to a money script, which is serving your present and future self, your brain is it's in the background and thinking of these thoughts, thinking of other solutions to say, okay, how can I get to these, you know, to that money script that's going to be serving me? And so 
what I had done was in creating, so in the example with Brooke, I've heard Brooke talk about um, body shaming for a thought ladder. And in the body shaming example, she may start off with the first, like, maybe somebody, somebody may be thinking, I have jiggly thighs. Okay, that's their thought, doesn't really serve them. She then will say maybe the first rung could be a fact that could, say, be disputed in a court of law. And so she might say the first rung is, I have a body. This is true. We all have bodies. That That is true. And then going, getting to a point where she may have the final thought being, my body is wonderful and serves me in beautiful purposes. So maybe that's nothing, you know, moving away from the jiggly thighs and just going just to a great statement that you can live with and just feel like it's serving your present and future self. So when I'm talking to my clients about possible money script thought letters, lots of times I may start with um, the first rung might be I have money. Because most of the time, my clients have money. It may be a dollar in their bank account at the time, but they have money. They could go. They could see it. It's a fact. They have money. And so that's removing that limiting belief. So say they went and and they had, say they strongly agreed with one of the money scripts. Um, one of the money scripts in the KMSIR is things would get better if I had more money. Okay. So they strongly agreed with that. So then maybe they go to... The first rung, which is I have money. We're removing emotion. We're just stating a fact. So we're trying to get to a neutral place. And then maybe, and then what I like to ask my clients is, what is the thought that you really want to have ultimately? And so one thought might be, I can enjoy my life without relying on money. And so then we fill in the other rungs. And because I work with my clients in a short-term time frame, I always like to emphasize, look, this is something that we're going to be practicing weekly, but that doesn't mean that once we're done working together that you don't, you know, really lengthen the time. You go back and you can lengthen the time between practicing each rung because, again, you want your brain to noodle on it in the background. So going back to that money script. So, again, the first rung or the first money script that they said I don't like anymore is things would get better if I had more money. Then the first rung is I have money. Then say maybe the next one would be money is a tool that I can use to improve my life. Maybe then a third rung would be there are ways that I can improve my life without needing money. And then the final one could be I can enjoy my life without relying on money. So this, for example, would be a client who scored high on money focus. There's four main money scripts, money focus, money vigilance, money avoidance, and money status. So in this case, this client scored high on money focus on the KMSIR and then strongly agreed with that statement, things would get better if I had more money. And then we worked together to say, okay, is this, is this a, is this a thought letter that you feel really works for you? Because if it's not going to work for you, you're not going to do the work. I think Maggie, that, that was a very helpful example. And I love this concept of the rungs, uh, replacing the rungs that really don't work. And I can see from the example you just offered how important the KMSIR is. Um, it, it's, I'm, I'm fascinated by the possibility that in addition 
for that quest to get to say that fourth very positive rung that you just shared with us in the example. There may be a lot that clients learn in this coaching process that you're taking them through. Could you kind of share what other benefits are other than just the manifestation of a final money script? Yeah, absolutely. So when they're working with me and we're going, first when when I'm working with my clients, I'm sharing with them different financial psychology pieces. And that's because, you know, when when prospects come to me and they say, I really want to, you know, figure out a budget or I can't, I don't know why I can't stop spending. I could give them a band-aid and say, let's look at your numbers. But I feel that in order to have them possibly change their behavior, they first need to understand why they do the things they do with their money. And so by utilizing the Quant's Money Script Inventory Assessment, they have this awareness going throughout the time and working with me to say, oh, wait a second. That's right. I remembered that. I was going to go ahead and, you know, I was going to write this down. I'm going to write maybe this this new money script, this new rung down on a post-it note. I'm going to read it throughout the day. When I'm working with my clients, it's interesting, John, because what they'll say to me sometimes. So I have a, cl- I have a client right now, and um, she is an emotional spender. And she had said that she had um, many items many, many items in her Amazon cart. And she really was working on her money script thought letter and realizing that taking the time while she's practicing it, one day she was just going through her Amazon cart and she was just removing items and removing items because she was working on a rung where she doesn't need to rely on money. And she was looking at these things in her cart and saying, this isn't something that I value right now. I don't need this. And so you can have the, you know, the manifesting, but then you can also have the behavior that is now changing how they are looking towards money and saying, okay, do I need these other things to bring me joy or can I find joy within what I have right now? And it obviously takes time, but just to have maybe a a very quick deep dive into let's think about what the money could do for us. What is it that you value? And now let's have your money aligned to what you value. And so while they're practicing that money script thought letter, they are taking behaviors. And sometimes sometimes they are very excited, John, about it. And sometimes they're really nonchalant, like, oh, I just I just did this. You know, like I had a client who um, she told me her um, Ulta and Target were her calming places. And she wouldn't leave without buying something at least one thing there every time. And we just wrapped up working together and she had said, she had mentioned that she went to TJ Maxx and she had picked up some items. I just looked at them after walking around the store and she's like, no, I don't no, They don't bring me any value. There's really no, re- no meat. And I, and I said, this is a huge thing. This is huge. And she, I don't, you know, she, she was happy about it, but you know, so you never know how the clients are going to be, but that's how, Having that awareness just throughout the time that we're working together, it's, it, I think of it as just stringing. So when I'm not always there, they can be practicing that thought ladder. And so they're always keeping that top of mind. I, you know, I'm struck with 
kind of the universality of this. I, as you've been sharing some of these possible money scripts, I've been kind of checking in with myself and I, I think that I have probably a lot of money scripts and some of them may be in conflict with each other and I'm just not aware of this. I, I'd love to have you wrap up maybe if you would, Maggie, around kind of the universality of this and your conviction that this is not only is the ham SIR extremely valuable, but it, it has kind of universal application that just about anybody, if not everybody, could benefit from going through it and working with a, a coach such as yourself. Absolutely, John. I mean, it's money. It touches all of our lives. I don't see how anybody doesn't have a money script, even if it's something that it could be positive, that's that's leading you towards something positive. Fantastic. But to have this, I, I really think of the KMSIR as having this objective assessment, this tool that just gives us some more information about ourselves. And I can tell you, John, that when I first took it, and I've given it to financial advisors and and just because they're curious, um, I took it about 20 months ago originally, and then I took it again this past February. And, you know, through the repetition and through me coaching my clients and letting them know, you can't take it with you because money vigilance, I was high on money vigilance, you can't take it with you. I scored low on every single money script this time. It was just, it was just really the rep, and it just showed me the repetition of me going again and again and sharing with my clients, what is your enough? What is it that, you know, that money means to you and how can we make it, you know, not an end, but means to an end. It is helping your life. It is not your life, you know, so I can certainly say that I think really anybody could benefit from ta- from taking the client's money script inventory assessment. It just gives them some more knowledge about themselves. And I think I, I love that suggestion that you've you've kind of personally experienced that you really need. It's not just awareness, but then you need to practice with these money scripts. Catch yourself when you're slipping into perhaps a negative money script. And correcting that, um, how I, I can see that being hugely beneficial. Well, Maggie, any parting words or wisdom you want to share with us? You know, um, it's never too late to make change, and it's just up to you to take the first step. So just know that you know you're never you're never behind. You're just exactly where you need to be right now. I love that wisdom. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's program. And if you are a member of the Purposeful Planning Institute, I want to invite you to come post in the community forum and share your key takeaways from today's conversation. And if you're not a member yet, here's your invitation to join us and be part of our community and access the network, resources, and tools you need to transform your client relationships and your practice. And don't forget to use promo code PURPOSEFUL to receive a 10% discount on a membership. Learn more at PurposefulPlanningInstitute.com. dot com.